predator upon watching i discovered is one of the gayest films i've ever seen in my life and i will fight people about it Next door. Door. Next door. Stuff. Welcome to Ghouls Next Door, the usually a media literacy show from the horror lens where we explore the real life historical reasonings behind our cinematic fears, but it is Halloween. It is the scariest time of year. <laughs> Celebrate. Even <laughs> I are old now, slash yeah. also life is a bunch we're always like this at the end of October, which is like yeah. ironic because it's like supposed to be your favorite time. Yeah, it does a revivify and it doesn't. But we're um, like, we did so much October. Be done, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we're, we are spooky every day of the year. So yeah. it's like everybody else has to catch up. Yeah, um, you can't box us into one month. That's we're spooky time all the time. Three, six, five. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so we're going to do a Halloween special today where we're just chatting. We're doing some talking about films that we saw, some of our um, initial just reactions, things that we haven't covered in um, our, uh, maybe some that we didn't cover in episodes, others that we did, just trying to talk about them and then stuff that we're looking forward to as well, just to kind of get up to speed on <laughs> some of the things that are going on in the horror world, because it is unfair the amount of really well done horror films that came out this year. And all of course come out in October when it's not a time that we can go places and <laughs> schedule and prioritize watching films in theaters. Yeah. It's like really weird. Cause you would think that, uh, this would be the most fun time, but it's like one, they were rude this year because they did that. And they also released every new anime that you would want to be watching. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can we do all the things, you know, you can't just yeah. release all the content at once. You should like divvy it out so that people have stuff to do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of everything all at once. And you're like, Oh my God, now I'm just overwhelmed. My executive dysfunction has activated. And I'm like, what do I watch first? I don't know. <laughs> stressful but i love that they're making horror stuff that's awesome 10 out of 10 keep doing that yeah and i knew i'll be honest like when the pandemic started i was like oh we're gonna get so so many horror films just because that's what we do in these times i'm surprised by the the specific horror films that we've gotten i think they're all really unique and interesting and fun um and that has been an adventure (laughs) I think like each one is like something unexpected or even like with the you know uh franchises that have added it's been like interesting to see what they're they're turning out yeah um and there's just been like a lot of horror in general like 
not even just films. Like there's been a decent amount of shows that came mm-hmm. out this year that are pretty decent. Um, new seasons of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to talk about a bunch of books. Um, yeah, they didn't come I, out this year, but yeah. I read them this year, so it counts. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to talk about some video games that came out this year that were really exciting. Because uh, all I do is video games, if I can help it. And all I do is read. It's very fun. Yeah. So happy Halloween to y'all. Please let us know what films, games, books, etc. were bringing you spooky joy this year and what you're looking forward to next year. Um, what you think you would love for us to cover. And so um, how do you Kat, take it away? You're. You're MC in this. Yeah, I said a bunch of words about all these films. So we saw a bunch of films this year that were like pretty decent. Like I wouldn't know I don't know if they're like my favorite films of all time, but they're like for 2022. There are like some one, as Gabe was saying, like some really unique horror films, like probably films like we weren't expecting to see, but then we like saw them, we're like, nice. You know? Thank you for making cool. I didn't know it was gonna be cool and it was so cool. Um and like yeah, films that like really just took a different direction than maybe we expected, but in a really positive way. Um and I will say, not specifically with horror, but I did notice that a lot of films this year were starting to I started to feel old for the first time. Um, in that I was like, wow, these were not made for me specifically. I am aging out of the like movie going, (laughs) like some of like the more like mainstream films, like some of the superhero ones, like Thor or whatever. It seemed like they were made for the younger Mm. generation, like maybe Gen Z bodies, 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 which we're going to talk about. Yeah. That's definitely a Gen Z Z film. It's not a millennial film. And I loved that about it. Um, it was just like, so cool and like had chaotic energy. So with that in mind, uh, the first film I'm going to add, I added to our list is bodies, 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 um, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and it is about when a group of rich 20 somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion a party game turns deadly in a fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party has gone very, very wrong directed by Helena Raiden. Um, and what a time that film was, but like in the best way, I remember we actually saw it in theaters. We've been actually pretty mm-hmm. decent at seeing films in theaters this year. Uh, and I think we both like by the end of it, we're like, that was great. What a Wow. What a, what a wow that was, you know, like it was just doing so much, but in the most hilarious way, it was like, they took TikTok and made it a movie now. Um, <laughs> and like, not exactly, but like, it was just that energy that like really comes with the Gen Z yeah. generation, that like kind of chaos. Yeah. Witness young people just experiencing all the time because the world Youth. is awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing, it was like Euphoria, but a film too. Like, you know, everyone's doing drugs, everyone's dealing with it. I do think it was wild that they were a bunch of rich kids, because I feel like not everybody's rich, but it was very fun. Yeah. I th- yeah, and I think that was a big part of it too. Um, I really enjoyed, I think the writing in this was amazing, mm-hmm. and like there was just parts of it where, <laughs> and I, you know, they're, they're poking fun at things, and it's definitely the... Uh, you know, snowflake uh, commentary and and all of that, but in a way that came from like, you don't get it if unless you're here. You know, mm-hmm. like these are funny in a way that's 
not demeaning if you're looking at it the right way because <laughs> because yeah. like they know they know what they're about and the like the writer knows what it's about and it's very reminiscent to me of something like in its writing like jennifer's body and mm-hmm. having like some like that dialogue in jennifer's body when they're fighting in the pool like is some of the best like (laughs) back and forth argument of our generation like Mm -hmm. it's very defined of of the things that we valued or understood and um I just rewatched it with my partner because I was like oh man it's really good like (laughs) I just really I I I had a very good time with it and um I (laughs) this might be a controversial take but to me it felt like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies does what Sofia Coppola thinks she's doing every single time she makes a film. And I'm just like, I know. like, And that's coming from someone who does genuinely uh, like enjoy a Sofia Coppola film. Uh, I just felt like this one did it in a way that didn't feel like it was trying so hard (laughs) the way her films often do. It felt very organic and natural. And I will say like with the comment of it's, it is for this younger generation and it certainly is like people have compared it to how our generation and the one before us kind of shares scream Mm -hmm. and how it kind of embodies like, like that's our horror movie that also um, follows like our, our, the trends and communications it's very young (laughs) values like the the things that we valued as as young people and uh bodies 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 does that for the next generations but i was talking to someone who is if they're not gen z they are borderline (laughs) they are on the they are cusp all right um and he was very triggered by bodies 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 it for him it was too soon because like those are relationships <laughs> like he's actively still having or just yeah. recently had. Cause those are like college relationships, like those like young twenties relationships where you're all a mess and you're yeah. all selfish because you have to be to survive and you haven't really settled enough in your life to actually look at things yeah, like, look <laughs> like back on it. Like, ha ha. What or like such a time then yeah. consider each other like or consider another person like everything is just a me 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 because that's the how you live in that time of your life and yeah. and also like those friendships are everything and nothing at once mm-hmm. like there's a lot of emotions that are finding that. yourself yeah yeah figuring yourself out yeah and it takes you a minute to appreciate that till you're like older so like honestly maybe <laughs> then maybe they'll look back on it and feel very positively about it but also, like, maybe it's a film that's made for our generation to understand that generation. Yeah, because it's behind it us enough that yeah. I can look at it and laugh about the fact that I had somewhat similar relationships in the past. But I'm, it's in my rear view enough yeah. that I can laugh at them I and not, like, be tra- traumatized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, my gosh, that was yesterday. You know, like. Yeah, no, super fair. <laughs> I think I would also like to talk to, like, a more gen z person like yeah not cusp but like deep in it that's what you are that's what you embrace and talk about like what it was like for them um because i think it would be really interesting 
like because maybe yeah. <laughs> we think it's millennials to be like haha it's a gen z movie but like we're not gen z so like we don't actually know um so i agree it would be cool to talk to someone who's actually from gen z being like what did you think of this film yeah because maybe we're wrong you know maybe yeah. we're it's like you know people using thumbs up and like the certain emojis like those yeah. are outdated you know? we'll see use those and i don't always know i do a thing and <laughs> my younger siblings like oh you do that i'm like oh no <laughs> oh no i still unironically share gifts yeah i do it all so, the time yeah. i just learned about the millennial pause that's a thing that exists i'm just buddies 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 has some of the best lines that i continually will just think about <laughs> just yeah. think about them too much. like the situations in there I love it you know people say it's just a werewolf but the movie which is funny because werewolves within is werewolf the movie yeah. and that's made for our like <laughs> a generation above us actually like it's yeah. it's it's a different take on the same concept and I think they're both brilliant <laughs> Yeah. So the last thing I'll say about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is it marries like horror and comedy very well. It has a lot mm -hmm. of really funny people in there. Uh like people who are known for or at least Pay Davidson, I know, is like known for being yeah. funny. Um, and he's not even in there the whole time. Yeah. He's more really? like the butt of the jokes, uh, if anything else. Uh yeah. But I think it does a really good job as a film marrying uh comedy and horror in that like mm -hmm. it wasn't really scary most of the time it was like it was Whoa. stressful yeah like stressful uh but it definitely like did a really great job doing that like catch and release or like the way that we kind of always talk about like Jordan Peele how he does a good job at that since mm -hmm. he used to work in comedy that there's like similar dynamics so it does that really well mm -hmm. it's more a whodunit than a horror film I would say but yeah. I think they're also like it's a subgenre <laughs> yeah um next on the list is a film we actually already talked about uh the last the next two are films we actually already talked about so mm -hmm. the next one on the list is fresh it was just a really fun take on cannibalism uh so fresh. spoilers <laughs> all right well <laughs> whoa the, i thought that was known at the beginning people don't know that already no no so that's a big is, what is the poll for going to see it if something is like this is that this man is not what he seems and something is going on but you don't okay. know why what i knew why and that's why i wanted to see it. <laughs> okay, okay fresh okay i will just you can cut that out that's fine <laughs> um, so fresh follows noah uh, who meets the alluring steve at a grocery store and given her frustration with dating apps takes a chance to give him her number director are directed by Mimi Cave. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's it the was... second femme director on this list. Thank you. Yeah. And like, and that's also it's like really dope about this year. As I noticed, mm -hmm. there's a lot more femme presenting people directing films. Uh, so that's kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, uh, the film is really fun. It is pretty scary. Definitely, it, there's a theme, I think, this year or like between last year and this year of like, spoilers kidnappy things mm -hmm. you know uh it definitely because like i was thinking of like black phone as well that came out in 2021 mm -hmm. um it's not on the list because it was from 2021 even though we watched it in 2022 so good uh, but it was so also good. like a similar vibe where you're like kidnapping or whatever so it's like mm -hmm. it seems like there is a theme going on uh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. feeling trapped maybe is the emotions that are 
underlying there but like also just like meeting people who seem suspect like you yeah they're cool and they're not cool um, it's it, the theme is trust no one or nothing yeah. The, yeah. The, the common sense fear is that they will murder you as yeah. gabe has coined in our <laughs> yeah uh, it's very it's much true. that but it's also like a fresh take a fun time <laughs> um, i definitely recommend it to other people uh we really enjoyed it and we did a whole mm-hmm. episode on it when we were at that convention i can hear Fan Charlie, expo. like loud sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> she's very excited Charlie, she i'm sorry the film you have to go no 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 you can be no it's too cute. late she's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's yeah. an aggressive for um yeah. <laughs> uh Sebastian Stan is amazing in it. I have never really called myself like a big Sebastian Stan fan. Not that yeah. like I thought anything negative about him. I just didn't really care. Yeah. Um I would say and, the same. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But in this, yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you don't need to activate okay. this within me. Stop it. Yeah. I don't I think it's rude. Uh yeah. what you're awakening. And I think uh you should stop and also to keep going. <laughs> So, um, that's, that was that. And, Just uh, to specify, it's not that Gabe wants cannibalisms. Yeah, it's um, not that. It's, that's uh, it's, not what it is. There's other things at play. You, you can um, figure it out for yourself watch, when you watch, watch Listen the to the episode. Um, and, um, I thought it was very unique and fun. I thought it was very fun and gross. Yeah, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was, did a really good job with gore, too. That was really, fun. like, if you like gore, you'll probably be like, hell yeah, uh, but if if you don't, you'll probably be like, ooh, why? But it still does a good job of like exposition and like building up tension and all the other stuff that like it's worth it, even if you're not mm-hmm. a big fan of gore. Like I, I hate, will hate gore and I was like, oh, this was a good time. Yeah. It feels like fake enough and yeah. not like over like too much. Um yeah. I will say, I was just thinking about this, that I have read or watched or experienced a large number of cannibalism things this year oh yeah and your books right it just keeps coming up (laughs) at least three books in that or yeah three books at least and then this film it's kind of like capitalism has an impact right yeah eat the rich i wish i wish that's what it was about (laughs) usually the rich eating people problem well i mean that's what they do though like maybe not literally uh, figuratively yeah figuratively. yeah everything <laughs> <laughs> like let them eat cake and we're like no yeah, yeah. um all right next one, next one is <laughs> we're gonna x. get about uh, this. i know we do uh x which we also talked about before is uh the description is in 1979 a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural texas but when they re- when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act the cast find themselves fighting for their lives directed by Ty West Mm -hmm. Uh, what a time that film was you liked it honestly more than I did I think but I did really enjoy it it was like a very fun film in like what the theme was and the actors did a really good job uh always fun to see isn't it Brittany Snow is that her name Uh yeah she's she's always fun in horror movies I'm always a fan whenever I see her on screen yeah, I loved X um, a lot. I know that people get hate for it, and that's just because they don't think about things. <laughs> I think people just don't ever. You just 
you gotta ask yourself like what lens is this from like who is this for and when you do that then you you can reason with yourself why people would like it versus not um on the when we get to like what we're looking forward to i did put pearl on there because that was filmed right right after x and it's a prequel because it's about woman but it's played by the same actress mia goth who i heard does an even more like phenomenal job in pearl like i've heard really good things about her performance so i'm very and i saw a clip and i was like what i'm so excited i'm feeling it (laughs) so yeah we're definitely excited for that one i would agree i'm definitely like excited to see pearl i don't know if it like occupies my brain space often but like I would go with you. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one on the list uh, is one that was like very hotly anticipated, and I think like did deliver, uh, which was mm-hmm. "Nope" uh, by Jordan Peele. Uh, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by Jordan Peele. I have my my picture over here. Poster, yeah. Um, because like I need I need a us one as well. Get True. Try it going. Um, always a fan of Jordan Peele. I watched this two times in a row in theaters. Um, because <laughs> I was like, I know I'm gonna like it. <laughs> so I bought tickets for two days, and I did, and I enjoyed. Um, I think the first time I watched it was in Dolby, so that you can get that like vivid color because they're yeah. like is so talented at bringing out the definition um in darker skin tones as well which is just like that you're fight literally fighting cameras because they're they were designed racist so um (laughs) you can hear me go on a whole rant about that in the future um but check out some videos about it um just type in cameras are racist you'll get a bunch um so i i'm always fascinated with like color design and um lighting like that and it that in itself like a lot of the technical things were really phenomenal and then like there's like I'm still this day still unpacking stuff like I I see like a clip or something and I'm like what if it's this and like I saw a clip where someone said that what I was saying which was that the creature is inspired by or reminded me of the Evangelion angels because of how bizarre they are like and like they just feel it felt like and you have this like i was like this these are evangelion angels um for neon genesis evangelion you can check out our episode about that and um someone mentioned that jordan peele kind of offhandedly mentioned it as one of the inspirations i was like i wasn't right and then the other thing was i was like it's also just like biblical angels at some point yeah because <laughs> so i was like and there's a reason for that and then um that one i've really like kind of gone crazy about with uh like all the theories in, in a way that like we got really excited about the theories for us and uh, this one is like even more spiraling for me so yeah it was yeah. a fantastic film. i definitely agree <laughs> i think uh i did that thing where i didn't go in blind and then had like visual expectations for certain parts based on the commercials and then like that threw me off but like other, that was like my own fault <laughs> I, I want to watch it again uh because yeah. I think I was like distracted by that my first go through and like I always think there's so much merit in watching a film again because then you get so much more out of it so that's one of my lists to like rewatch. but I really loved it the first time as well it was just like he just does a really cool job with like setup of stuff and like always like teaching you stuff without like really forcing you to like <laughs> learn stuff at the same time he just says something and you're like nice all right i'm gonna go learn about that later uh and 
it was really funny too in addition to being scary so again the marrying of like comedy and horror we're definitely a fan of that uh mm-hmm. i just movies. so appreciate his brain yeah like it's a cool and i'm brain. so glad that he's he made the films you know like and he mm-hmm. wasn't just like I mean his sketches are also phenomenal like sketch comedy are amazing too Um, but I'm always just so thankful that you know he got the funding and he got the support to be able to do it because we are like the horror community and world has only been significantly improved by his existence oh 1000 percent. thank you yeah that was a fun one highly recommend if you haven't seen it definitely check it out I think it does live up to the hype uh not that 100 percent thoughts mean everything but <laughs> Gabe agrees too um, I'm sure lots of people on the internet uh yeah the next one I actually haven't seen but Gabe did see and it's on my list now to watch because you so highly recommended it uh, which is Prey uh it was on Hulu Naru a skilled warrior of the Comanche nation fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on earth and it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yeah. I watched it. And um, as like, I know pe- people like stupid people, I'm just going to flat out say that, uh, hated on it. And it's usually yeah. for very ignorant reasons. There's mm-hmm. also like, there were slurs in some of the like reviews for it, which were completely unnecessary. That sounds like um, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. Like you're completely invalidating any words you say when you do that. Um, yeah. So, like I knew, but I was really excited. Um, <laughs> but mostly because I've before Prey, I had never seen a Predator film, not a single one. I knew of them. I knew the gist. Maybe I saw Alien versus Predator like pieces of. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't like I never saw Predator because Predator to me is a male film, like a, like a mask film. Like that's what it presented itself as. Yeah. As just like we're big macho men, we just shoot stuff. And I didn't <laughs> realize that like very much. that's very much what it is. But that's like the point (laughs) like I oh my god so I watched Prey I was like whoa this is cool and like my partner had to explain like some of this like like, the homages to like what was going to happen with the Predator world and Uh I was like that's dope I was like whoa the whole lore of Predators seemed really cool I was like giving it way more credit than it really should have (laughs) and so I really enjoyed it I thought she was fun I, I I felt really strongly for this community I felt I loved the fact that like honestly the true villain is is man <laughs> um and that Always, was great yeah 10 out of 10 so good um I loved that like they had to find a dog that's appropriate for the time period so oh. they found a dog that's not like an actor dog it just was the only kind of dog that has like the same breed that oh, makes wow. sense for that yeah it's so cool it's so cool they work so hard on it and I think that was really impressive for me. I think it was well acted. It was a really fun film. And especially for someone who hadn't seen the Predator films, I was like, this is really dope. Yeah. And then I did watch Predator. I've now watched Predator and Predator 2. And we have the rest of them on the queue. Um, <laughs> and Predator, upon watching, I discovered is one of the gayest films I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. I will fight people about it. <laughs> Okay, you cannot tell me this is so this is the male gaze 100%. All of these men 
have too many muscles, all the muscles <laughs> in the world. They're never wearing clothes. Anytime they can take off their, their shirt, they can. They're in the jungle. They're sweaty and just like full <laughs> dirt. And this is what, like, this is the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen, first of all. And I was like, it's also crazy because there's like this scene. I was like, this has to be comedy because there's a scene where, and anyone who's watched Predator knows, where like the predator happened that it got somebody and the, the guys are freaking out and he just starts unloading this ridiculous like machine gun like he's got the bullets yeah. around him he's unloading and the rest of them are like well <laughs> so they start unloading and they just completely tear apart this jungle just like for it feels like at least five minutes consistently of just yeah. like and like how that's stupid first of all it's such a waste of resources it's such like yeah eventually you're not gonna have uh bullets anymore and if you're fighting the big thing you're gonna need those bullets plus all those animals they haven't yeah and they hadn't seen it they hadn't even seen what the monster is they're just like oh my friend is shooting at this so i'm gonna shoot at nothing and i was like that's this like the most stupid man thing that ever happened but there's also this whole other situation where like one guy dies who was a super problematic person but the way that his friend reacts is is more than what a friend would react to so like again i can go on a whole tirade and maybe one day we'll do like franchises because i would really love <laughs> or just like monsters or like creatures because yeah like predators 2 is awful there's a lot of terrible things about it it's very dated um but it was like fun and so i kind of get that but i watched i i read this one review about predators 2 because i was trying to figure out like what yeah (laughs) what is what's about what because the other one made sense to me like i was like i get what you're trying to say and the review was like referred to uh predator as like a horror movie and it's like in this film's final girl arnold schwarzenegger like oh my god it's so true and I it transformed my whole thing it is literally a slasher film and it's it's so good so one day I will do a whole thing about Predator but that was my very uh, crazy rant about it I am so down for that because I loved Predator growing up because I after Terminator 2 was for the very long time might still be one of my favorite movies of all time and then Mm -hmm. because I'm autistic I was like everything this man is in I must see um so I was very obsessed with Arnold Schwarzenegger at the age of like seven um, and I had to see every film he was in and Predator was on that list and I really loved it so uh I am very excited to watch Prey because I totally agree. The lore is really fun. I totally vibe with what you're saying. Like thinking back, you're totally right. Uh, It was so much shirtless men doing the most like stereotypical men things. Um, And yeah, just very wild. Very violence is fun time that is ridiculous. Yeah, like there are like the rule, you know, that like if a film exists, there's like a porn of it. But I'm like, but it already does because it's literally just Predator. (laughs) Predator is the porn. (laughs) It's a gay porn, just so everyone knows. All right, next one. Uh, So we're transitioning to shows. Not that there aren't other films that like we liked this year. It's just these are the ones that I found specifically that came out in 2022. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Notable mentions, Titan, not from 2022. Really liked it, but we don't got to talk about it. Uh, Black Phone as well. We enjoyed Black Phone. was really fun too. Yeah. Um, But we're transitioning to shows, shows, shows. Um, uh, So... The first three on this list, Gabe has not seen, so I'll mostly be talking about them. Um, And I just thought they were really fun. They weren't, like, overtly, like, super scary, uh, but just, like, a fun time. 
So first on the list is the Midnight Club. It's from the people who made Bly Mariner and The Haunting of Hill House. So I already had like pretty high expectations going in. Um, the, yeah, and the description is the Midnight Club follows a group of eight terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories created by Mike Flanagan and Leia Fong. Uh, it was just like a really fun, it was so cheesy. Mm-hmm. and creepy and just like a good time uh and like i haven't finished it yet it's still on like my to finish but everything i've seen so far has just been like a really fun time um it has like a little bit of mystery it has like this kind of like you're exploring this house trying to like unlock the secrets there's a cult maybe i don't know like it's just like a but like in a fun way that's not stupid like some of the films we watched recently uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a cool thing that it's a cult like it's not like dumb at all it doesn't seem yet it, it might get dumb uh the if you're looking for like scary scary it's not that uh the mm-hmm. monsters look stupid the monsters yeah. look big dumb uh they're not actually that creepy but there are like creepy elements to it uh and i just like kind of recommend it it was a fun time it was like i didn't even plan to watch it i just saw like it recommended on netflix and i was like i'm gonna give it a shot and then i watched some of it and i thought it was great so i will say this description and your description are so much more informative than whatever netflix was doing because i tried several times like the description is incredibly vague and it's just like mike flanagan did it again and i'm like did what and then it's like (laughs) the trailer is just them reciting like what i assume is poetry or something and it's like they have like people are or what like we're alive and some are dead and some are uh, half alive and i'm like what is going on like and it does give no context of yeah. what, who these people are what they're doing in this house okay. it's cheesy just a little context that's actually very fun about it so yeah. as i said it's about like terminally ill like teenagers slash college age kids uh mm-hmm. who are like the dealing with really novel. heavy things they're all terminally diagnosed with something of different variations or whatever uh and like part of what they do to like this hospice is like less of a sad place and more like it's still sad but like it's more of like this community where they can like live their lives and not have to like feel like they're dying all the time mm-hmm. uh, and what they That's do cool. is at midnight like they meet and they have this little like phrase that they recite and they tell scary stories and then they the show enacts those scary stories in like a fun cinematic way where all the characters act in them uh and i love that yeah it's so like cheesy and fun and you get like all these different like perspectives because they're all like it's a very diverse cast of like different backgrounds and like you have all these like different kinds of stories and like sometimes of different genres like sometimes they're not even scary sometimes they're just like fun sci-fi drama uh and it's just like really great and then they're also just like dealing with this very heavy thing so like the rule of the club is if you die because everyone in this hospice is eventually going to like that's why they're Mm -hmm. there um that uh if you go to the other side you have to tell everyone else with all of your might that there is something there so that all these creepy things start happening and they're like is that my friend who is dead like telling me that the afterlife exists uh so then like they're all kind of exploring that and all the really like scary things that are happening it's just a fun time highly recommend um it's cheesy and dumb but like also really fun Um, like scary stories to tell in the dark yes it's mm-hmm. definitely like meant for I th- it's like rated M for mature, which is like silly because it's like it seems like it's very much like meant for people in their like late teens, early twenties who just like want a fun, like kind of scary, but also just like 
cool show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so highly recommend. Love that. The next one is if you want to feel emotions and read subtitles. Uh, it is all of us are dead. It is so good. Watch it. Please watch it. It is the most emotional zombie show I've seen in a really long time. Um, and it's Korean, right? I mean, that could yeah. be a big part of why. <laughs> They're yeah. very good at emotional zombies. Like, this show broke my heart like 27 times. And then also did that thing where it's like, I look, you hate it. But it's like that thing where they like show you a character. They do something so evil. And then they like make you feel for them. But like in such a satisfying way where we're like all right i still like don't like them but i get why now that they're like this um so it's about high school becomes ground zero for a zombie virus outbreak trapped students must fight their way out or turn into one of the rabid infected screenplay by song il chun and it is so good guys go see it it's on netflix it's so i know i still haven't watched the last episode because something happens towards the end and a character is alive then and I just don't want them to die so I stopped watching and I was like this is the end actually Uh, I don't want to know what happens because if this show has taught me anything they kill everyone you love (laughs) yeah uh it's just like a really good show highly recommend I was like total out of nowhere too like Isaiah and I started watching it like during our lunch break suddenly we're like let's try this out and I was like how is this so good what the heck uh so really good show highly recommend um the next one on the list is not really horror but it's horror themed it's a really cute show that i just adore it's called dead end uh they just released season two uh and it's about two teens and a talking pug team up to battle demons at a haunted theme park and maybe even save the world from a supernatural apocalypse created by hamish steel and like it is so cute and fun and explores topics that are like so meaningful and the characters are so likable and complex. And then also like they just explore, it's like a young people drama that like is a cartoon. It's kind of like what I feel like Steven universe was for me Mm -hmm. uh, when the first time I watched it, but like for young kids today, Uh, it's like just a little scary. There's a lot of demon comedy and lore and it's just like super cute. That's cool. Uh, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I said, it's not really horror in that it's mostly comedy and like sweet and emotional, but mm-hmm. it has horror themes. So I put it on the list because it technically counts. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like young, like youth uh, horror shows that I'm like, I really want to try out. There's one that's like the babysitter yeah. or something. And it's like yeah. where the babysitters are trained to fight like monsters or something. I was like, these are so that. cool. I wish I like knew a young person to watch it with. Like that would be Just fun. watch them anyway. I, I watch know, kids but I think it would be... That. Like, I just think it amplifies it when you're with, like, a young person that, like, gets sure, really yeah. excited about it, you know? Um, yeah. Excellent. But it's a really, it's just a fun time. Highly recommend. It's so cute. Um, and it's just, like, a good, like, show to watch while you're eating lunch. It's not something that's going to make you, like, think too hard, but it's good. Um, the next one Gabe has seen, uh, we've both seen. It was really great. Uh, so it's Stranger Things Season 4, as you probably could tell by Gabe's shirt. Uh, <laughs> it is about, uh, well, this is, like, the Stranger Things analysis. It's essentially things get real in hawkins and other places and the characters are all in different places and it's like a whole fun time um but it's created by matt duffer and ross duffer the duffer brothers uh yeah yeah. i um controversial take i think season four is the best season i think season 
I think season one is still amazing. They're, and I think they're really phenomenal parts of season one. That is why we ended up with more seasons, right? Because <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was so it was perfect when it came out. And um, I think seasons two and three were trying and it was a, it was a mess. And people were like, I don't know, if, you know, there's room to really love it <laughs> anymore. Like maybe it's kind of done its thing. And that's what I was. I was reluctant to watch season four until like I heard from people who were like no 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 this is different and watching it I was like wow when things started to like click and they were connected in this like I was like wow you guys actually thought about this one (laughs) I was like people actually sat down and they connected some dots and I was like that's really cool I think the characters got an opportunity to be interesting I love when a show puts in the backseat characters that are not interesting. So (laughs) putting Eleven kind of in the peripheral and Mike was barely in it. Amazing. Good job. They figured it out. They were like, these are the characters that people like. And this is the ones we're going to spend time with. And it's like, it's also like, it's not fun when you, I, I think one of the best parts of it is that, you know, there's so much focus in the first few seasons of Eleven being this, really important like the chosen one trope and yeah. uh this one was like no we're all doing it like we can do it without her and like it, there was a strength in that and I I really enjoyed that yeah. <laughs> it was giving D party in, a, in an even better way than the first time yeah and there was lots of things like in the previous seasons they had done like a dip toe with and this this season they were definitely leaning way more into those things uh instead of like being like we're not gonna actually say i mean they still didn't actually say but like there are like elements that like were a lot more intentional uh and not to spoil anything for anybody but i definitely think it's worth a watch if you got lost in season two and three it actually inspired me to like rewatch season two and three and i was like eh. Mm-hmm. But season four was really good. It was really fun. And you get like some new characters that like were really awesome. Uh, and you get Kate Bush. So yeah. Run up over and over and over and over again. Christine, <laughs> like, Yeah. Oh my God. And like lots of like fun pop culture things that are now just like on TikTok and the internet forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and yeah, good acting this year. High, lots of character development. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ten out of ten stuff. Yeah. Like it was a really character growth season. all over. It was amazing. Yeah, for the ones yeah. that we cared about, <laughs> other characters just just kind of doing, you know. Um, yeah. And I thought that was great. I thought it was yeah. wonderful. I didn't yeah. hate anyone, which is rare in nice. that show. Yeah, so. that's good. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, next is games, games, games. Uh, again, I'm going to be talking a lot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so first game on the list, I play a lot of video games. I never stopped playing them. They're my favorite thing in the world. So the first game I played this year, that was like a big deal. Like it was, everyone was waiting for it for a really long time. And then it finally came out and it was like pretty decent. Um, it had some failures. It had some victories. Uh, is Dying Light 2. So uh, 15 years after the virus in Haran, an infected world is plunged into a modern dark age where players deal with bandits and factions during the day and the infected at night by uh mark abinett and adrian sisweski and then thomas mitchells uh are various directors of the game i thoroughly enjoyed this game i like the first one better but i feel like a lot of people felt that way maybe um it was like really cool as a story as a game the gameplay was really cool um it really expanded on the world but 
uh, a lot of people kind of felt like <laughs> there were elements of it that were like Sony and it would have been cool if they leaned into those. So hopefully they'll do that with the expansion. So like essentially it's about zombies in this world that's essentially in the previous story. It's the start of the outbreak. This it's like 50 years after there's so much outbreak. Society has collapsed. There's like this last pillar of society in this city mm -hmm. and people are like dealing with it. And then there's people who travel across the world uh, and actually go in the middle spaces, like the rural areas. And it's like a big deal. Cause like you'd really die out there. Cause there's no one to like support you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not like community. You're really traveling from like stronghold to stronghold with nothing but zombies in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought it was a really fun game. Again, I still like the first one better, but I think if they make some expansions, I'll start to like it more. And it was cool. It was a cool game. Uh, Next one is Cult of the Lamb. Uh, this one is just so hilarious and cute. They have a special Halloween theme going right now. I'm really excited to play it next Sunday. Uh, but it's uh, in a land of false prophets, a lamb is sacrificed for heretic prophets. Upon dying, the lamb is brought before and revived by one, the one who waits, a strange deity that tasks the lamb with start, starting a cult in its name. Uh, it's write, written by Johanna Williams and Jay Armstrong, and it is just the cutest darn thing with spooky <laughs> elements. It's just like this little sheep, and you're a little sheep, you make a cult. You have all these little cute follower guys, and you can like make the cult about whatever you want, so you can make it about like blood sacrifice, or you can make it about loving each other and like you decide all these like rules that the cult does oh and like gosh. it's definitely dark mm -hmm. <laughs> it's dark because you like can murder your followers but like a lot of times you just like take care of your followers and they're super cute and fun and i love them and they're just so adorable uh and there's also like this fun car combat like rpg element that's really nice but if you wanted like a cult simulator game that's super cute like it's that if you don't want okay, you don't want this like, one but yeah. you want the cute little lamb babies and all these little baby followers are so cute you want this game and it's like fun it's like a good cozy scary game that's like not scary at all mm -hmm. but like just a fun time just and the amazing. art is really beautiful highly recommend uh i need to get back into it i stopped playing it for a while but i'm gonna play it again this weekend uh Woo! The last one on the list, I haven't actually played, but I watched someone stream it, like stream play it, and I thought it was so cool. Uh, specifically, like Damien Haas from Smosh. My friend Jess made me watch one of his streams, and mm -hmm. I was like, actually, this is really fun because uh, they played Mortuary Assistant, and it's about like a mortuary assistant who's haunted and like you get possessed by stuff and it's really scary and you're supposed to like unlock this like crazy story uh, and it just looked really fun. So I put it on the list because it came out this year um, and it's. The description is, over the past several months, you have heard rumors of families bringing their deceased loved ones believed to be possessed to the specific mortuary to be put to rest. Late one night, the mortician cause calls and the rumors are true. It's directed by Brian Clark. And it is like such a creepy, fun game that I would never play because I'm a chicken. Uh, but it was really fun to watch other people play. So if you're a streamer, I oh, think great. it's a great one. Uh, it's like really creepy and you have to like tell if someone's possessed and there's like all these little clues and things that you have to figure out to like judge whether this like dead body is possessed. Like it'll smile at you. Um, <laughs> it'll like move. There's like these scary cutscenes, Um, and like, there's all these like clues and you have to get the demon, right. And like burn the demon. And then like you save the day or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and like, there's just like this crazy story that's attached to it too. 
super interesting game. Uh, again, I'm a chicken, so I did not actually play this game myself. But in watching it, it's very fun to watch. Yeah, um, if you are going to stream it, listener, let us know and we'll watch. Yeah, I would absolutely love to watch someone play. It's like super fun. Uh, and it's apparently very accurate to mortuary practices, which is just fun. I like it when games like go that extra mile. That's super cool. Um, where you're like learning something, but you didn't even know you were learning something. So you actually like learn how to embalm a body. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like neat. Yeah. Neat stuff. <laughs> now we're on neat. books, books, books. books go books. ahead, Kate. I want to anyway. preface this section with these are not books that came out this year. It's just that I, this them. year, <laughs> was renewed in my love and appreciation for horror books or just books in general. And I have read 32 already, which is a big deal for me. That's um, huge. That's such a list. <laughs> my limit was 20. So I was like already, or my goal was 20. So yeah, I'm doing it. Um, some of them are like short. Yeah. So whatever, but still it counts. Um, and so these are books that I'm just super interested in. And so uh, I hope you like, you know, try them out yourself. So I'm going to, that's kind of like no particular order. These are by no means all the books I read. These are just ones that really stuck out to me this year. And um, so <laughs> one I just recently finished uh, was The Deep by Nick Cutter. And Nick Cutter is someone who gets a lot of attention for the troop. Uh, and it's really funny because I was like looking at the descriptions on Scribd, the Scribd app. Yeah. And <laughs> the description for The Deep starts with, uh, from the writer of a book who Stephen King called the best horror or like true horror. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. But what's it say about this book? And then when you look at the troop, it's like Stephen King calls this true horror. Like that's what it starts with. And I was like, y'all. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's like, uh, putting all its eggs in that basket and i yeah. actually found nick cutter because of the troop it's a it's a tiktok book talk favorite yeah um especially in the horror world like they it gets people go crazy for it all the time and i started with the deep because it just seemed more interesting to me yeah. and it was it was <laughs> i'd say i i've read a lot of spooky books and this one was the most horrifying to me <laughs> just like I was genuinely scared and there were parts where I was just like oh god like I'm not gonna be able to sleep kind yeah. of thing um and it's because and it's specifically because of the subject matter I think it was it, it's also a little more polished than I felt like the troop was it's also um more focused yeah. than the troop as well the troop, I was it was hard for me to follow because it's kind of it it, it it just points of view and like what kind of storytelling it is a bit too much for me yeah. um but was pretty consistent and it was just <laughs> there were things I wanted from it and it delivered every yeah. single like I was like if this doesn't end with this thing happening like if we do not <laughs> have this result I'm gonna be really mad yeah and it, the result and I was and like the result. thank you like <laughs> for, so it's like Lovecraft meets the thing meets uh the the event horizon meets uh underwater (laughs) like it is so good and it's about um this so there's this time period in the world where there's a pandemic um where they have this illness called the gets which is essentially like short for the forgets so everyone gets this like extreme form of kind of like uh alzheimer's except it's like you forget everything 
to the point of like some people just forget that they're supposed to breathe and eat and all those things and they just simply fade away yeah <laughs> they just stop t- their body stops <laughs> oh no which is crazy in itself but that's yeah. not even what it's about <laughs> and so essentially the these scientists found something in the bottom of the ocean that they are hopeful will help with the gets so this guy the main character gets a call from these scientists that his brother who's this very famous scientist who's down there asked for him he has to go and underwater to do something and he's just a vet (laughs) he's a veterinarian with a tragic past and so it's all this stuff about like it plays so well into like what the real horrors of being underwater is like the way that they have to create this base and they they do they never shy away from the fact that they are like seconds from death always (laughs) like they were like literally one thing goes wrong we're just dead that's it especially like a uh soda can we're done yeah and I thought it was like really phenomenal in that like those things played plus there's this whole psychological element to it there's this something that's down there that's playing with them in some way yeah and everything like it just seeped into you <laughs> like the horror of it yeah. and played into all my things and I really enjoyed the main character and like when we got to see other characters worlds it didn't feel intrusive or like it was taking away it felt like it was adding to and I just and it was also this whole commentary about like humanity it was phenomenal yeah I mean, <laughs> so we can talk about it again we read it and yes. do a whole episode about it so good um the troop is more it's 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 definitely horrifying <laughs> i definitely understand what people are talking about it because it's gross it's yeah. disgusting i've never in my life skipped parts of books but i did for the troop i yeah. and i read tender as a flesh and i was like fine whatever um oh, wow. but the troop i was like 30 seconds like i got because there was one specific thing that was happening to a character that was triggering some thoughts and i was like i can't go here yeah. <laughs> my I can, my body can't take what i'm imagining is happening so i'm like okay going i get it i get it <laughs> so for that like i think if 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 gore and that kind of horror and just like flesh and like ooh gets to you absolutely the troop is is yeah. is scary um and i think the thing is like horror is subjective it's like what gets you because <laughs> some yeah. people in the troop are like i'm on chapter six and nothing scary is happening and people are like yeah but like that's just because you don't find that scary that's fine yeah (laughs) it is scary like I cannot deny that so um it just it didn't keep me up the same way the deep did it just was uncomfortable Um, (laughs) then um I'll try to go through a bunch of these really quickly but no 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 um, take your time the last uh, by Hannah Jameson is um this story where this man is at this hotel. He was there for a conference. And while he's away, it's like, I actually miss where it was. I think it's in Switzerland. And um, it's some like very isolated space. And while he's there, they find out on the news that nuclear bombs have happened. And uh, everyone's presumed dead. Uh, He doesn't know if his family's alive. Their internet is out where they are. And it's like them surviving in this hotel but it's more than that because like there's like this whole first wave of people who end up like unaliving themselves because like what is there to live for there's others who are like we got to get out of here we're running out of resources but it kind of takes this turn when they are something happens they they find a body that is that they 
with a not an autopsy because they can't do that <laughs> one yeah. doctor but one doctor is able to determine that this person died on the day that everything happened so it wasn't like a suicide kind of thing uh, it was a murder and so then this character is like he's like a historian and so yeah. he's like everyone's stories of like the events and kind of tracking like what's going on but then he gets really obsessed with what happened to this person and that kind of spirals like how do they survive like how these different people are affected and how they react. But there's this like, when he's talking to these people and you get glimpses into like their story, there's one story that's just crazy. And then it keeps coming back. And at the end, it was like chef's kiss. It it came back and you were like, no, what? Like, it's so good because there's like a lot of questions that happen in it. And you're for a book like that, I was really worried I wouldn't get any answers, but you do, you get an answer to everything. So, (laughs) um, highly recommend just for that. I was really surprised because like, you know, it's like, okay, the world's ending. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a short book because the world's (laughs) ending. It already happened. Yeah. And then I looked at it, it was like, you have 10 hours left. And I was like, what? What? What else It was was solid. It was great. Um, The Seep by Chana Porter is uh, (laughs) noted as a soft invasion. So it's like this alien invasion, but it's this alien creature that is kind of like metaphysical in a way. And it kind of, blends with humanity and it makes us better in a lot of ways it gives us opportunities to do things to our bodies yeah understand things with our mind and it's like this mix of like the alien is trying to understand humans and the humans are trying to be better and the one character (laughs) this awful thing happens to them where you know they're struggling with grief and so then they go out and they're just like exploring the world and they're confronting this the seep which is an alien um the character the main character she's um multiracial and she's also trans trans and like that comes into play in these really organic ways when you're like exploring like what it means to be like a true version of yourself in such a great way like yeah it was it was funny <laughs> like there are parts that were Honestly, I was like chuckling on the subway. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I look like a crazy person because I'm laughing at like nothing. Um, and uh, it was heartfelt. It was also another exploration of like humans. And I, yeah. I really, really appreciated the messaging. And just like, I know some people didn't like it, but it's short. So highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, Lola Woods, we're actually going to talk about soon. So I won't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Is a comic book. And it's on here um, because it's really cool. <laughs> Um, check out my book talk about it and also the episode we're going to have about it and it is by Carmen Maria Marchado who's one of my favorite authors right now so yeah. um, <laughs> I really recommend cool comic book very great art um, Cursed Bunny is a book of short stories by Bora Chung and some of these stories are the most amazing stories I've ever read and I was engaged some of them like you have to <laughs> the first story is wild the first no. story is you like you you read it and you're like you're the first page and you're like did I just read that is this a metaphor and it's not it is and it's not and then you're like keep reading you're like okay I just gotta take this seriously and it's so good like I never in my life would I think that you told me there's a head in a toilet and that is a good thing and I (laughs) like my life my life um (laughs) also like talking about short stories I'm also reading Her Body and Other Parties with Carmen Maria Marchado's short stories and she has one that's just like it's told through 
SVU, Law and Order SVU uh, episode. Oh, wait, you told me about the synopsis, but it's like it's not real yeah, <laughs> yeah, SVU yeah. episodes. But it, it was so cool. Like I, it took me forever to read it because I like would read it late at night and I have to like put it down. But I was like, whoa! Like it takes all these turns, and you're just like, this is rad. This is the cool, <laughs> like so spooky and like time. entertaining, and the way that's presented. I was like, oh man, like. Marjada, like the way she tells stories is phenomenal. It's never conventional, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does like what she calls like mosaic, and I, man. Um, but Curse Bunny has some really really cool stories, including including Curse Bunny. The story Curse Bunny was, I was like, whoa, that's so great. Um, <laughs> so highly recommend. Um, Follow Me to Ground is one of my favorite books forever like yeah. <laughs> like I I wish I had found it earlier just because like I love it so much yeah um by Sue Rainsford and it's like fairy tale-ish like because there's like it, fe- it has like an aura to it that makes you think of maybe like a grim fairy tale mm-hmm. in a way like there's like supernatural things but it's also very folksy okay. um about this girl who isn't quite human and her dad who isn't human and they heal the people in their town they live in this like in you know before times they heal people in town and the way that they do it is these really unorthodox ways but one of them is like they bury the people alive and the earth like heals them of ailments but the way that the ailments are like exist like there's one part where she like (laughs) she's like in the cabinets and she finds this like baby and she's like oh someone's gonna <laughs> someone's gonna show up who's pregnant and then someone does and like it's just so cool like it's a cabinet baby yeah the way that the body like things in your body are personified and mm. her story she's like creepy but also very intriguing and like her dad is weird as heck <laughs> it's so good uh and it's you will never guess anything that's happening and yeah. I think that's really cool because like the way that thing it's so inventive and like that's refreshing too that like i feel like a lot of plot lines end up being predictable when you've read and seen so much yeah. you know it's it's really cool when you find a book that actually still surprises you yeah i'd say like all of these were genuinely like that like i wasn't mm-hmm. i didn't have an understanding about what was going on and i was yeah. really excited when i got to the end um so i got two more and i'm done uh sorrow lands by river solomon who's also a new uh author that i'm in love with like not they're not new but they're new to me <laughs> so they're <laughs> like now i'm like i need to read everything they've ever written uh and they also have a book called the deep which is how i found nick connor's book too so um but Saraland uh, is about a young woman who escapes a cult mm-hmm. and discovers things about herself. And she also has these two twin boys or twin children. And uh, it's so cool. <laughs> it is amazing. Like, I don't even know what else to say. There's like superpowers there's monsters and folklore and like there's you know an exploration of race and like uh the uh uh intel pro you know uh like quo intel pro of america and like how uh, i can't like (laughs) there's it's also queer as heck like that's also really amazing like carmen maria machado queer as heck chana porter queer as heck and so is river solomon like their characters in the stories that they're telling yeah and it's just like yes um (laughs) so i i don't want to 
ruin anything just go read sorrowland um and then head full of ghosts by paul tremblay which i did a book talk about as well and the what i'll say about head full of ghosts is that it does what grady hendrix thought he was doing with my best friend's exorcism yeah um (laughs) which is to say i could do a whole episode about me ranting about grady hendrix and how i hate that everyone loves him um but mostly it's because, like, his ideas, like, he has good ideas. Yeah. Like, the premise for every one of his ideas is cool. Yeah. And, like, the art that goes around with it is cool. And yeah. then he writes it, and it's not cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what if somebody who wasn't you had this idea? Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what Head Full of Ghosts is. Um, it's about a young girl whose sister is possessed, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, or she's schizophrenic. And uh, her dad signs them up to be on a show that's like investigating yeah. her exorcism um, because he's very religious. But it's also like, what is it really about? Like at the end to this day, I do not know yeah. <laughs> what the answer is. And I think that's very cool and uh, highly recommend. I've also, I also read the cabin at the end of the world by Paul Tremblay and I'm still sussing out how I feel about it. Uh, But I saw this review that put it into context and I was like, I need to reread it because now I'm like, wait, it's it's giving me nope vibes in like with the biblical allegory done in such a way Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Like we just had with Hell House. Um, So it feels like, whoa, it's not an afterthought. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Will you stop being on the crunchiest things that I have in my house? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I'm reading right now Mongrels. Um, and uh that is really cool so far. And I can't wait to <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm only like chapter three. So yeah. I hope like I get to talk about it at some point because I've been meaning to to read uh Stephen Graham Jones and this is like dope. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. Well, I hope we get to read those because, like, me specifically, I hope I get to read them, like, with purpose because my brain doesn't mm-hmm. let me read stuff unless we're doing it for the show. <laughs> so hopefully we get to talk That's about you do video games. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Books. Yeah, it's a good trade-off. It's a good trade-off. But I also want to read stuff, so one day. Um, real quick, I just want to give us a list of things we're excited for but haven't seen yet uh in movies i'll just kind of read them off we don't have to give all the descriptions um the ones that we haven't seen but are excited for uh we have wendell and wild which is like Coraline, but like the new one uh jordan peele Peele wrote the screenplay for with uh henry selick uh and it's about two scheming brothers wendell and wild enlist the aid of a 13 year old cat elliot lyric played by Lyric Ross, uh, to summon them to the land of the living. And it just looks super creepy and fun. It's like stop motion animation with clay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, super cool. Um, Gabe, you put this one on Barbarian. A uh, woman staying in Airbnb discovers that a house she has rented is not what it seems. Yeah, she goes there and someone else is there. And it's the Pennywise guy. I forget his name right now. Yes, uh, Skarsgård. And I, I, what I've been told for this and what I'm going to tell everyone, because I think it'll work, is don't don't read anything. Don't know anything besides what they show you in the trailer and just go in blind because it's not it's not anything you thought. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's why I'm going to go into it. And I hope you go into it as well. Yeah. I love I love going into films blind. I feel like it makes them so much better. It makes me like be like, nice. I actually... <laughs> 
yeah. like this more because of it. Uh, yeah. The trailers give away too much. Yeah, exactly. And then like they set your expectations up and you're like, now I think the movie's going to go like this and then it doesn't. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my brain does not commute, compute. Um, next on the list, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're actually excited for this, because but it's Halloween ends. Yeah, because I want it to end. I want it to be done now. I'm, I, I want Evil to die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want him to transcend or whatever that made up is. Yeah. Uh, so, and I've heard like at least the 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 final girls and it get some attention, and I think that's great because it's about dang time. Um, yeah. So I'm ready for it to end. Let's be done. Let's put it to sleep. Put it in a little blanket. And it's done. Yeah. Make me film now. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, next on the list is Antlers, uh, which I think we even like had on our list to watch, and we like never ended up watching it. Uh, it's a hundred percent on our list. Uh, yeah. It's a newer film by Guillermo del Toro that I was waiting for for a long time, and then it came out at an ill opportune time, and then I forgot about it. Um, but in my anticipation of it, I did read the short story that inspired it, so I'm even more excited because the short story was dope. Um, and you know, I love Guillermo, so yeah. <laughs> next on the list is just like the f- fun 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 uh smile uh the really it's creepy so film bad. where it's like or like the really creepy smile that they do yeah yeah so uh, good terrifying. so good uh it looks super dumb but like in the best way uh that you like you want a horror movie to be like when you're going in like not think too hard like you're going in just to get scared and like it looks like it's gonna achieve that and yeah. it's really fun and the marketing department needs a raise because yeah it's so cool how they went about it all the jump scares and they had marketing like they had bulletins that were like right like the dentist Right. But then it was like people had the smile on it. And I was like, or they were like standing outside of Good Morning America. Like, yeah, so, so creepy. Cool. Such a cool way to like get people to go see oh, your film. So amazing. Yeah. Um, next one, you mentioned already Pearl. mentioned Pearl, uh, this prequel to uh, X, X that we're excited about. I don't know if I'm excited for this next one because I didn't hear it was very good, but I know you put it on there that it was excited for the new Hocus Pocus movie. I don't know. I, I also like, I've stopped trusting reviews because they keep telling me films are bad and then they're like really good. So like maybe I am mm-hmm. wrong and maybe it's going to be great, but it's on the list. Uh, something we haven't seen that we'd like to see. Yeah. I just think for like, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Nostalgia nostalgia yeah Yeah. and then i also am planning to watch it with a friend and a young child uh Mm -hmm. who have already deduced all the plot holes and are very eager to tell me about them so that's what i'm looking forward to (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing um also uh bet midler looks like my mom so yeah (laughs) just like to do just love there because of that um i love the first focus focus so like i want it to be good i'm definitely gonna probably watch it uh and also, yeah, reviews are usually wrong. Sometimes they're right, but then it's like, a lot of times they're it's wrong. It's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> um, for shows, uh, this is from you, Gabe, Cabinet mm-hmm. of Curiosities. Another Guillermo. And I'm sure there's more. I just, like, couldn't think of any because it's October. <laughs> My yeah, I'm dead. sure there's shows we want to watch and it just like, isn't in our brain yeah. right now. But that one I heard was, like, as far as, like, reviews go, this one actually people are going crazy about. Yeah. Um, because of the creators who are who are behind the short stories and just the way that like Guillermo approaches art anyway. Yeah, yeah no, super exciting. Um, and I put three games in here that I just think are going to be cool. Uh, we played Oxenfree, the original one. It was a really fun game. It was like scary, but like really unique. Um, mm-hmm. So they're making a second one, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. So I'm excited for that just to like see 
how they kind of go from where they left off. Uh, and see, like such a good technique of like yeah, design, game design, so cool. Yeah, it was doing really cool things, especially for game design, like you said. So hopefully, it's like it looks beautiful too. Like the stuff I've seen so far, um, I'm very excited about the remake of the Silent Hill game. Uh, just because from That's nostalgia, cool. nostalgia. Uh, I grew. When up- does it come out? Because we're gonna be talking about Silent Hill in an upcoming episode. Uh, it's a solid question. Uh, I do not know, but okay. it's, it's supposed to come out like I th- believe like next year. Uh, okay. So probably not in time for the episode that we're talking about. Okay, but they basically are just like imagine Resident Evil Village and how beautiful that looked like visually. Uh, they're remaking like the Silent Hill game to look that cool. Uh, so I'm just really excited about because Silent Hill was such a fun game watching like on like PS1 or 2 or whatever it was mm-hmm. like growing up like I just vividly remember watching like my friend's dad play it and being like that's so cool and then like you know Gabe you have a lot of connection to Silent Hill so like mm-hmm. I just think it's gonna be neat so I'm excited lots of it. emotion <laughs> yeah so maybe that's something like we play together and do the pass the controller game and it'd be absolutely a fun time um and the last one that i'm just very excited it comes out this month apparently i don't know if it's already out but i'm very excited it's the sons of the forest which is the sequel to the forest which is one of can we lived for yeah fueled <laughs> our video game friendships uh virtually slash also like when we lived in the same house, I believe even like mm-hmm. we were, the forest is just such a fun game, such a cool concept of survival horror and zombies slash not zombies, but like similar vibes to zombies, I guess. So like, gross. yeah, so it's gross, crazy. but super fun. Uh, and I'm just like excited to see what they do next. Cause they ended it where you're like, what's going to happen there. So it's all about the sun and he goes back to a similar Island situation and it still has survival horror and like, base building and all sort of stuff that comes out like probably this week. And I'm very excited for that. Um, I don't know if it's still online multiplayer. I haven't done much research. I'm actually going in blind, but uh, looks cool. I'm excited for it. And I think that's our list. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And there's definitely more that, you know, we're thinking of. We hope that you share with us what you've been looking forward to, what you're interested in. Um, what you what brought you joy or joy in the year 2022 because we're going to be closing it out soon um but next week is back to your regular scheduled programming (laughs) of of uh haunted series um but remember to subscribe drop some likes and comments you know how it goes yeah if you watch these things or read them or play them let us know if you thought we recommended good or if you were like that was the worst why did you say that Totally it wasn't the worst you're wrong just kidding i don't know, <laughs> I don't know how we'll yeah, react i'm we'll sure like, be like, sorry no sorry tell us, sorry tell you us why way. yeah um, <laughs> sorry you feel that way no <laughs> other people could have correct opinions yeah you're about, allowed to feel things i'm not the pillar of what life is uh but if you don't like it let us know i'm just curious uh mm-hmm. if you loved it tell us that too because i'll be like yeah right oh my god let's speak out about it uh, mm-hmm. This is fun. We should do this more often. Uh, just random talk nonsense time. That's sort of where yeah. I uh, love it. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. Happy Halloween. Right? Happy Halloween. Hope you dress Don't get up. married. Play your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Dress up. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.